Hello and welcome to another episode of Scared Reducing, the horror movie podcast for horror movie virgins. I'm Callum McNabb. I'm Gisela Martinez. And it is quite early in the morning here in Scotland to be doing this. So if anyone yawns in the episode, Gisela. Callum. Yeah, then I will try my best to edit it out. If I don't get them all, it's not because we're bored. It is because we are still half asleep. But we're too excited about this movie, so that's why we woke up so early to tell you everything about it. But before we get to the movie, a little mini celebration. Oh. This is our 100th episode. Woo! And then you put sound here. Yeah, okay. What kind of sounds? Yeah, come on, son. Come on, son. Come on, my son. I'll find that. Uh, did you ever think we would get to 100? No. No? Like, at the start I was like, oh my god. Like, it's been hard for me. Because I, I don't know if you remember, but I only wanted like 20 minutes episodes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you're mm-hmm. doing it at 40 an hour. I was like, how? Then you tell me I will spare more than... Probably. No, well, around 400. No, wait! What? This is not my. No, it's not. Me. No, it's not you my 100. You've not done. There was two you haven't done. Exactly. Well, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our 100th that we've posted overall. So oh, I never thought we'd get to 100. Never I mean, I thought. never really had any plan, long term goal or anything. This was all just. Well, I can't even remember why we started. It was just a little hobby. Little something yeah, to do. Something to do. Because no one we know really likes horror movies, so it was a chance for us to originally watch different franchises that we hadn't seen, whereas now it's sort of evolved into looking at new releases and sort of finding a way for people who, if that is their movie choice of the week and they're not big into horror, where could they go next, etc., etc. Yeah, and to be fair, it's I mean, we love these movies. We wa- like we love watching horror films. Yep. And, I mean, let's do... Like, we're watching these movies anyway, so you can get our opinions, and that's fun. <laughs> let's make zero money over. And still, I mean, at <laughs> least, like, those 20 people that listen to us who can have a We kind hopefully of a- brighten their day. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so that's... That's part one of my notes. The second part is very, very quickly because I'm just trying to get as much word out there about this as possible. Uh, oh, we God, watched a trailer. Oh, that freaked me out. That, so, oh. thank you to ContraZoom. And I believe Rachel from ContraZoom has actually written a review for this movie. Um, the movie is called Skinamarink. That's S-K-I-N-A-M-A-R-I-N-K. I have no idea. But if you Google skin a ma rink, one word, uh, or if you YouTube it, there is a trailer or some sort of teaser trailer on there. It's about a minute and a couple of seconds, minute and 40 seconds. It's disturbing. And the trailer's just going like, in this house. In this house. Over and over again with just like (sighs) the weirdest images. And it's so abstract. It's the kind of horror that makes me think like, oh my God. We need to see that. So thanks to Contrasoon for putting me uh, in in light of this movie. Thanks to Contrasoon for giving me nightmares. 
Yeah, we watched the trailer for it. <laughs> I'd come home from the movie Elvis. You'd had friends over. Uh, it was like 11.30 or like, almost midnight. I need this trailer. Like, I'm just, this looks unbelievable. And then we watched it on the, t- the TV and you were freaking out just I was, at the trailer. I, I, yeah, I was like, can you put like Bob Sponja or something like that? Like, SpongeBob SquarePants for anyone who doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> yes, Bob Sponja. I just needed a cartoon or something because I freaked out. Like, yeah. It's that kind of trailer. It looks unbelievable. So thanks to them. And also they managed to sort of retweet one of our tweets about it onto the director who confirmed that they're looking at festival dates in Europe. Nothing planned for the UK as of yet. Oh, the Glasgow Film Festival is coming in Next year. October. Isn't that October around October, No, November? Glasgow Film Festival is at the beginning of the year. So oh. it was like February, March. Mm. I'll be on the lookout for it. I've It's like jumped to the top of my watch list. So if you're a horror movie fan, then... Look at seek out this trailer, and I will guarantee you that it'll. Somebody on Reddit said that it reminded them of the home video they watch in The Ring, and that's really the closest link I can make. That's what it looks like, that's what it feels like. It looks unbelievable, can't wait. So, that is celebration, that is getting the word out there. And now, mm. before we get to know. <sighs> Well, it's sort of on brand, it's on topic, okay. which is big horror movie fans, uh, the pair of us, as you've said. Yes. And Nope is directed by Jordan Peele, who is fast becoming a bit of a horror movie brand for cinema goers. Oh, definitely. So, before we get into Nope, what are your thoughts, Hizela, on his previous two films and what do you like about them, what's his approach to horror, etc, etc. Jordan Peele. Thoughts, opinions. I love them. Before I, going I, I, in. I, I love Jordan Peele. Us and Get Out. Get Out being my favorite. Okay. And then Us. I mean, again, you said this the other way for you, but I mean, I before this one. Before this nope, one. Yes. But um, it's, it's, he, he gets it. Like, he gets what? Like, it's kind of like a dark, he has like a little bit of dark humor in the movies. And so then, he was famously a comedian and, before he was part of the sketch oh, comedy. Yes. Oh yes, oh, you, you love that kind of. Yeah, yeah. And Keegan Michael Key's been in films like Pitch Perfect Two and stuff. Like he's maintained his comedy. Yeah, it's just like the subjects he uses. I, I, it, you normally will say like, "Oh, yes, we have movies about that," but let's give it a like a twist on horror. And like more meaningful stuff, and maybe mixing everything. Oh, I don't know. I just love it. I love Jordan Peele. I know it's gonna. I know for sure if I'm gonna go and watch one of his movies, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get surprised, or I'm gonna okay. get um an angle of at whatever subject or something that I never thought or never mm-hmm. considered that will be possible or will be entertaining. I don't know. He he gets it. He, he gets lo- it. He he looks for that extra thing, yep. like that out of the box. You okay. Know? I, I I love Jordan Peele movies. Yes. I would agree with you. I love Jordan Peele's movies. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm one of the few people out there that prefers Us to Get Out. Uh, I think Get Out is near perfect. I think Get Out is is better than Us. It's a tighter film. It's a scarier film. Uh, it, there's just something about the bigger swing of us that someone using 
Do you just fancy Lupita Nyong'o? That's all. I do fancy Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> but no, it's something about the fact that he uses the success of Get Out, which was a major critical success, major commercial success, Oscar success. He wins Best Original Screenplay. It's up for Best Picture. Like... He takes all that and then he makes a movie. And I think it would be so easy for him to make a second movie about uh, being black in America. A horror story about that. And instead he sort of expands it out to, well, what about being not just black uh, or, or or dealing with racism, but dealing with, you could put it down to today, like the credit crisis and all these underprivileged people, these sort of working class Unseen people. Unseen people, yes. What about the power that they have that they they can't quite utilize, or they're 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 told not to utilize, etc. What if they just refused the rules of the higher ups, yeah, and so rebe- to speak, rebe- and rebel? Yeah. I just think it's a bit of a bigger swing because I think it would be very easy for people to go in and go, "Huh, this guy he's doing the racism thing again." I think he would he, he could have carved out a niche market, and he just hasn't done that. And yet, somehow, still become a brand, even though all three of his films are, I would say, quite wildly different. They are mm-hmm. still horror, but especially when we get into Nope, <laughs> there is much bigger things going on than just horror uh, in in Nope. And I think the same about Us. There's bigger things going on in Us than there were in Get Out. Uh, get Out is a tight little thriller that succeeds on basically every level, and then his expanding filmography out of that is it's messier it's bigger it's wilder but it's just to me it's him taking more swings and being like i'm going to use any goodwill i've got to do bigger crazier things that people Maybe, aren't doing in horror and i just you're love pushing that the limits I yeah just to love see where so that's not to say that everybody's wrong for thinking get out is is better than us it probably is i just prefer us but that we're not here to talk about mm. Get Out or Us. We are here to talk about his third feature film, Nope. What if I told you that today you'll leave here different? Pop. Pop. I'm talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are going to witness an absolute spectacle. So what happens next? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Here we go. So this film was announced oh, a couple of years ago now. I think it was announced like 2020 or 2019, but it was untitled then. The title comes out, what is that, about a year ago? And the poster comes out about a year ago. So we've had a while to wait for this. And not only a while to wait for it, but it gets released in the States, what is that, about a month ago now? And it was originally scheduled to be in the UK at the same time as the States, but for some reason we got like a last minute pushback. And we've had to wait until middle of August. Well, basically the rest of the world, or at least the be- be- the rest of the biggest markets, they've all got to see it. So my Twitter 
has been muted for the words <laughs> nope, Jordan Peele, get out, us, Lupita Nyong'o, hashtag nope, UFOs, all these things were muted. I was like, I do not want to see anything. Uh, the reason I muted UFOs was not because I knew it was about UFOs and aliens, but I had He's a scare of UFOs, normally. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I had the suspicion everybody was talking about that's probably what it looks like. People were discussing whether they're or not... But they're not called UFOs anymore. I know, UAPs. Yeah, exactly. That's what the government wants you to exactly, like. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, what does UAP stand for? Uh, Is it I unidentified aerial phenomenon or something? Nobody like knows. Nobody knows. Um, but people had suspected that that's what it was about. People had suspected that the, the the title of the film was a play on the acronym Not of Planet Earth, or made-up acronym Not of Planet Earth. So I, I didn't want to take any no- chance. And Jordan Peele has confirmed that it is actually not anything to do with that. It is just a case of nope, nope, nope. Like, like yep, and nope. But characters in the film being like, nope, nope, not doing that. I always said that. Exactly. I, I always right. said that. Oh, the I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> evoke that feeling. So, I didn't even watch the second trailer for this movie because people had said the second trailer kind of gives a lot away. It's a bit more spoilery than the first one. So, I didn't watch it. Hisella did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at the cinema and I remember it coming on and I was just looking down and I would be like making chewing or or like loud noises in my head to sort of like get my ears to you know when you get your ears to like like little or I was like oh, you scratching my pop. ears and stuff just so like there was noises going on so I couldn't hear the dialogue oh really like I was doing like so we'd be in the cinema I'd be looking at the floor and I'd be like yeah messing around with my ears basically <laughs> so I couldn't hear what was going on uh, and it, it worked I went through the majority I never saw the second trailer I've seen it now after the film but I never saw it beforehand it's, it worked successfully oh, there you go so I had no idea what I was getting in for mm. yeah basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> one the one behind the that everyone's looking at like what the, f- the fuck take is this doing? person out please <laughs> that is all to say we are here to speak about and spoil if you haven't already guessed Jordan Peele's third film a eh, film feature film nope so, Hizela, is this a good place to start for oh. horror movie virgins? Yes! First question. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, um, I mean, it's not... You know, my favourite horror is ghosts and, like, creepy ritual kind of stuff. Which this is not. This is nothing like that. So, probably, Hizela's mm-hmm. recommendation wouldn't be this one, but... It is horror in, in a different way, but also it's funny slider for people that is not much into horror, gore, all this kind of stuff. It has all these bits there, mm-hmm. but it's not that much. So yes, I would recommend that because I think it's like a oh okay, I enjoy this one. You it's some it's a journey that you can enjoy. Yep. I feel, and it's more like a tense or like an adventure movie with bits of horror. That I feel like people that is going to horror can start. A hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent, hundred and fifty percent. This is his biggest movie today. This is huge. It's wild. Yes. Even though it's got a cast of basically four people, eh, or certainly a core cast of four people, it feels like it just feels massive. Now, whether that's to do with his bigger budget, whether that's to do with 
the fact that he's using IMAX cameras. This is meant to be seen in IMAX, which I did not know going in, and we did not see in IMAX. I don't know. Well, that would be cool. It is meant to be seen in IMAX. It was shot by Hoyt Van Hoytema, who did some Christopher Nolan films like Interstellar. So he's done big budget films made to be seen in IMAX before. Now he's turning his hand at horror. So, or whether that's the score, like he's got Michael Abel's back, who did the score for Get Out and Us. But those scores are sort of, especially Us, it's much more of like a hip-hop tinged horror score, I would say. With the, I got five on it. Um, This one is, this score is all over the place. It's Western. It's horror. It's adventure. It's John Williams. It's Ennio Morricone. He did the score for The Thing as well. But... Yeah, so I think it's Michael Abels is the name of the person who does the score for this. He is playing on all of this stuff. And the film sounds, looks, feels huge. It is a spectacle. It is something to behold. And as I was watching it, I was like, this is the this is exactly what horror has needed post someone like uh, Spielberg. And I know people don't think of Spielberg as a horror director, but Jaws is a horror film. It's a horror adventure film, but it's a horror film. Jurassic Park is a horror film. It's a horror adventure film, but it's still a horror film. It's got those moments of mass-scale carnage that maybe nobody's ever done better. I know Spielberg's done other things since then. War of the Worlds even has some excellent horror film imagery. So this is horror as spectacle this is jordan peele playing on his spielbergian side which i was not prepared for i did not think he had in him so if you're going to go anywhere next after this i recommend you go down the spielberg route go down jaws go down jurassic park and then you can go jurassic park 2 again these films are not going to terrify you but if you're getting young people into horror for example i think nope is a 15 i think it is let me just find out yeah, Nope is a 15 in the UK, okay? I don't quite understand that when The Women in Black is a 12. Mm-hmm. To me, The Women in Black is much, much scarier and more traumatising for younger people yeah. than this film is. Now, it might not have much blood but I, or I, violence. But, but I think I think that rates because maybe deals with, again, you know, Jordan Peele has more like political opinion more like that they maybe thought just a younger audience isn't going to get that i know but they are just covering their asses you know like mm, i think it's a checkbox exercise of oh my god there is blood and screams in this movie whereas the women in black is much quieter and there's not really any gore so therefore you can see it but to me that film is way more traumatizing than than nope Nope is a big fun adventure horror which doesn't really get made anymore so that would be, if you're going to go down those routes, go Spielberg, get to Duel. And then once you get to Duel, you can go to Killer Car movies and It's Alive movies, things about things that shouldn't be alive that are alive, like Christine. And then once you're in Christine, now you're in John Carpenter land and now you can go down there, etc., etc. Or It's Alive, what are other movies about things that are alive? Oculus, The Mirror. The Mirror is alive and it's controlling everything. Now that sounds silly. The Mirror doesn't actually walk, but... It is able to control perception. If you look at it, looking at it is a big theme in Nope. 
and Oculus is directed by Mike Flanagan. So you can then go down the Mike Flanagan route. There are Spielberg, there are Flanagan, there is Carpenter, there is so much here. There's 50s B-movie in here, like the UFO. When was the last time you saw a movie that had a UFO, like that flying saucer shape, Mm -hmm. and tried to make it scary? Like, didn't use it for a laugh. Like, was like, I'm going to try and make this scene scary and tense. That's such a laughable image. Yeah, that kind of UFOs is kind of like the 50s, like the the first signings, you know? Yeah. And now it's more it's like, if you're going to make a movie about aliens or something like that, make it creepy, make it like the little man, or maybe like evolve that kind of image of an alien. Mm-hmm. And everybody's thinking about that. You're not thinking about any more like the spaceship. Yeah. Well, the last time that I think at the revolution, a revolutionary spaceship was um, that movie with Amy Adams that... They're like long... And yeah, it's not a horror film though. I know. Well, Arrival. Well, Arrival, that one. That's the last... But they're time not... that I remember seeing a spaceship or in my head is like oh, a spaceship on the movie that was kind of like a main thing. Yeah. So, and this, I think this is since then, what is it, 2012? Arrival is like yeah. 2017, I think. Is it? How yeah. is it will be? Arrival. 2016. Oh, no. So it's six years since then. Um, I could kind of see your point, but what I'm saying is I... This is a perfect movie to start with because it's it's so easy to laugh at this if you want to. Um, it's not as scariest film. Get Out remains the scariest film. Yes, I think. I think Get Out. Yeah, in my rank of scariest will be Get Out. I think Us is probably even scarier than this. What, Cal? I, you know, I. You freak out about aliens. I freak out about aliens sometimes. Like this, no. Like if I see, like for example. A predator. Yeah. I know it's an alien, but it looks kind of human age. But right. if you put me that movie, signs, signs. Signs. The one with Mel Gibson. That looks yeah. human. That's a person. No, but the, like the the little ones, like the when you only see the the leg that is super skinny, like uh-huh. that kind of a little bit freak me out. But when I don't see the whole thing, because right. I, sometimes I tend to feel like, oh, that looks silly. Yeah. But in this one, it's just. It does the work of making it feel huge, like the, like you can feel that this spaceship is massive and it's all over you and it's about to get you and you're like no, like run, like it get, it gets how big and how imponent in front of you this spaceship is and that freaked me out so much because okay. if they actually come, <laughs> what are we gonna do? We can't do anything. <laughs> they are gonna get us and seriously like with all the things happening in the world that's the last thing like that is gonna happen well no it's not it's, it's gonna happen soon trust me people they're coming and they're gonna get us ah, I'm freak out now aliens are coming to get us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it freaks me that's why it freaks me out so I don't know I need to watch us yeah probably because you started I left I wanted to go to sleep yeah 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 the other day, but probably I would put Get Out. Nope, us. Interesting. In terms of scariness, or yeah, only because okay. I, yeah, in terms of scariness. In terms of scariness, I'd have Get Out. Us. Nope. I think he's getting less and less scary. He's he's much more concerned. I think in this case with the action spectacle side, the sort of Spielbergian side of it all. He's still got those sequences, the sequences where they're just looking at the clouds and you know something's in the clouds, is freaky. But 
I think, yeah, he's much more concerned with the action impact of it all. So that's where I would go next if I was a horror movie fan. That's my how I would rate it up against his previous films. But the film itself, you want to start us off? How does it start? Do you remember how it begins? Yes. Oh, yeah. We it starts like, with a Bible no, quote, actually, if you remember. Yeah, correctly. I can't remember. I can't remember the, the quote, is, but there is a, a quote that comes on screen. And then we hear, we see something like kind of like a box with light. And then we start hearing like an interview. And like like kids talking, adults talking, it's like something about a birthday and what gift you gave me or I'm gonna give something about that. And then suddenly we it's see like a, a monkey. Sitcom, yeah. yeah then chimpanzee. We see, yeah, well a chimpanzee all covered in blood mm-hmm. and walking around. And we're like, What? Yeah, and it's walking around like this sort of trashed film set. And totally empty. You can see yeah. a pair of legs. No, you can see a pair of legs. No, no, no. Totally empty, like audience. There's like, no audience. You yeah, can yeah. see the camera is still on. You can see the red light. Yeah, the applause light is still flashing. Yeah, and but yeah, no audience. A, a body, and the chimpanzee are covered in blood. And do we also see the kid under the no, table at this no, point? No, no, we, no, don't. No, no, we don't. But we do see one thing then, the shoe. Yeah, we see one shoe like totally standing, like standing upright. Up on itself. Yeah, on the like on the heel. Yeah. No, no, it's not on the heel. It's in the um, that part, like the toe. The back of the shoe. No, it's not. The toe is pointing up. The no. toe is pointing. It is. No, it's the other way. Okay, we are going to go and see. No, I'm probably going to go and see it again. But I think the toe is pointing up. But either way, the shoe is standing in a very unnatural position, mm-hmm. considering the chaos around it. Yeah. And immediately, I'm like. Oh my god, what does this signify about aliens? What does this signify about? And Oh, what happened? Because this is like 1990 something? 1970 It's or... 1990 something. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. It's like a 90s sitcom. But it and then it's like present times or whatever. Yeah. So it cuts the movie to like a ranch with yes. horses and we see uh, what's his name? Daniel Kaluuya. Da- da- David, I was about to say. David Kaluuya, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya, like, kind of, like, sorting out horses, walking around. We can see, like, I don't know the name of the actor, but his dad in the back. Keith tra- David. Training a, a horse. Yeah. And, yeah, and it looks normal. Everything was normal. And then suddenly things start falling from the sky, like little coins, keys, little metal stuff. Mm-hmm. And that gets into basically kills the dad. Keith David. Yeah, David. like it gets into the dad's brain, like head. It's, it's, it work as a bullet. Like things were falling from the sky in a really like fast speed that kills the dad. Yes. And then that's it cuts, and then the proper the movie starts like six months later. Yeah, proper. Yes. Which is they run a Hollywood horse movie ranch basically they they loan horses out to movie studios yeah and this is where i'm starting to think right what are we actually saying what is going on because as you say peel is always outside the box and i think there's a lot of stuff going on in this film as i said the spectacle of it all is part of it i think the movie is about how horror and how trauma can be packaged up into a spectacle, this thing that we all sit down and watch popcorn with and enjoy 
yeah. you know it's about people getting basically their faces melted and the raining <laughs> blood from the sky and we're all there with our laughs and our popcorn and our cokes and just laughing our heads off and I think the movie is explicitly about that as in like how fucked up is that kind of but also here's what you want I'm going to give it to you it's like a duality of those sort of things mm-hmm. if you see what I'm saying it's also about the art of movie making itself like the family Kiki Palmer the sister uh, so yeah so the dad dies so dad dies and the two siblings are in charge of keeping up the business basically so it's about how they are involved in the movie making business or maybe not as involved as they want to be and about the history of Hollywood so they talk about how their great 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 grandfather (laughs) was the first stuntman essentially he's part of the first film footage Mm -hmm. So it's their lineage to Hollywood history. The fact that they're using horses. Horses must be one of, if not the most popular animal in cinema. I just listened to a podcast last night about horses. Okay. Well, no horses. It was, um, the podcast is Lore. Um, Mm -hmm. And they talk about how horses, there have been, like, in history since we know right like we've been used as, as, as a civilization yeah we've used horses we use horses as a powerful animal yeah it represent and they start telling us like all this that kind of things and meaningful level blah, blah, blah. but yeah horses i think you know us it was a rabbit and i was like horses you know the eyes can be really creepy so I think he's using horses mainly due to their their influence on in Hollywood, such as the Western, for example. And I think he's sort of drawing a connection between animal abuse in early Hollywood. Yeah. Because the first scene we see Daniel Kaluuya on set telling people, don't do this, don't do that, and nobody listens to him. Nobody could care fuck that there's a big horse there until the horse boots the hell out of someone and nearly kills someone. And they're like, no, thank you, we don't need you. And they sack him. Yes, because you are being mean to the animal. Yeah, you're not following the rules. Exactly. So I think, okay... He's drawing some sort of line here between cinema and animal abuse because the first image we see is a chimpanzee covered in blood, which we learn later on in the movie is because it's a fucking chimpanzee and it's freaked out by the sound of a popping balloon. And it's in an unnatural environment for a fucking chimpanzee. Yeah. And it just goes buck wild. It doesn't matter how hard you train an animal, like the wild part of the animal will come out eventually. The horse. How many horses have died in Western films? How many horses have been mistreated in early Hollywood? And even there was there was scandal with the Hobbit movies about the amount of horses that died. Like horses Aww. and animal abuse in Hollywood goes back a fuck ton of years, right to the beginning. And what do we learn about the UFO in this film? Major spoiler, but what do we learn about it? That it's a living thing. It's a living thing. It's not a ship. It is an animal. Mm-hmm. And what does Jupe, played by Stephen Yoon, what does he try to do? Stephen Jupe is the kid Gordy from the TV show. When he's a grown man, he runs the ranch. Oh, what yeah, What does he yeah. try and do? He tried to make, like, money from that thing. Put trying in a show. to tame an animal, a yeah. wild animal, a predator or whatever. And it fucks him up wildly. And I'm like, this is what he's saying. Is something about animal abuse across Hollywood and trying to get these animals to always play by the rules. Yeah. By your rules. And it doesn't always go well unless you understand exactly where it's coming from which we don't really even in this day and age we still couldn't care less however going to our previous episode what they've done in prey dan trachtenberg with a uh, the dog oh i can't remember the dog's name it's not sari yeah. it's sari sari is the dog is 
that was an orphaned dog that they adopted oh. and they trained and they seem to have treated spectacularly. I know, I love that dog. So maybe we are learning lessons and hopefully we are in this day and age. But that's what I'm getting from Nope is that he is drawing connections between how we try and control wild, quote unquote, beasts and yeah. animals for our own amusement. Yeah. Oh, well, so... So basically, almost immediately... Once they take over the ranch and they are fired and they go back to the ranch, they start to notice strange goings on. Yeah, and they are like, okay, something's happening in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, we also see um, Daniel Kaluuya going to some parts of the mountains near the ranch and he sees some kind of, it says like danger, uh, danger don't private property. He goes inside there, something's happening, like lights. The, I really don't remember that. Yeah, like um, one of the horses escapes, mm -hmm. so he follows the course, and then he found this place that says like "keep out, uh, okay. private property," and he sees lights. Someone calling a microphone. Okay, we're doing this again, and all the electricity goes away, and then they keep like, "Okay, it's coming, it's coming." Uh, Are we sure that that's doing... not uh, Stephen Yoon's character? Because he mentions in his spectacle that he's been aware of this thing in the clouds and that he's been training it every day. It comes at 6.30, oh, oh. every day, every day. You know, but it's at night time. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Are we sure oh, that he's not? Or maybe, but things like, oh, something's happening, something's calling something. Yeah. Definitely with lights and whatever. And then, basically, Daniel Kaluuya and, what's the name of the sister? Kiki Palmer? Kiki Palmer. Well, I don't know the names of yeah. the characters, M. but... OJ and M. You oh. should remember OJ. Oh, oh yeah, they make a joke there. But also, again, that's going back to the whole spectacle thing and trauma. Like, how? what do you remember about OJ? All you remember about OJ is OJ Simpson and the murder yeah. of these two people and how we've made TV shows and films and the most famous news footage ever captured is the car. And it's just like, everybody remembers this huge media event around a fact that two people actually were murdered and all you can think about is the fact that, oh, OJ is essentially a movie star or a football star, celebrity, and that this became a huge public, uh, what's the word? Like, just an absolute circus. Pit. Circus, yeah, media circus. So that's why I think he's called OG. That's the, I think he's... Putting that together, yeah. As I say, I think Peel's doing lots of stuff with this movie. Yeah, and so, so yeah, so they start seeing things in the sky, things are happening, so they decide to put cameras... And I want to talk about this character because I think it's so funny. He so, is, yes. Um, it's called Angel in the movie. I don't yep. know who he is. It's called Angel. And he is a new uh, person. Brandon Perea. He's a, a bit of a, a new person. Oh, like he, an... Like he a, was in the OA, which I didn't watch. I no. And yeah, his previous film credits are Dance Camp, <laughs> American <laughs> Insurrection, no. and then now Nope. Well, like this is a huge break. So he he works in a kind of like a um I don't know Fries. like a circuit city yeah. kind of place as a techno like technical stuff like can you call it? electronical yeah. things? So so they're like what what are you getting like UFOs? He kind of jokes and things like that. And I'm like uh, no nobody believes in that. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and stole the whole equipment and the ranch. And it's like, oh, pointed at the sky. Like, why? He's like, what? What do you want me yeah, to do? What, what are you trying? So he started like tracking. It's like, oh my God. Like he actually sees what's going on. So, 
And he's so funny, I think. Yeah. He's like a really funny character. He's the comic relief. Yeah. But so is Kiki Palmer as well. Oh, Kiki Palmer. Yeah, because she's so outspoken. She's like yeah. really quick and trying to trying to tone down situations, I think. Tone because, down situations? No, tone down situations. Like, no, I mean, like, um, she tries to like make it lighter. Uh-huh. So, because Danica, your character, this one is so quiet. Very quiet and serious. So quiet, so like... Yeah. Yes, no. And that said, like, you are going to, well, yes, nope. What you're nope. going to get from him. Uh, and he's the serious person. He's like, oh, I'm the father role. Like, I'm going to take this, like, to Seriously. be mine. Yeah. yeah. And Kiki Palmer is like the silly sister that just wants to spend money, do nothing or whatever. This character is a funny one. I love Angel. And okay. So it was so funny. Um, and so what yeah, are they so, trying to do? So they're trying to get, again, try to get, uh, evidence to get famous and get, get and, and get money from it because Kiki Palmer character is like you know what if you're the first if you get real evidence oh we're gonna go viral everybody's yeah. gonna pay us we're gonna be like oh we're gonna be an opera yeah, and, I, and I was show, like yes it. that's so like something that will happen right now if you get it you go viral oof you become a big thing it's like everybody's going to sponsor you we're gonna sure. get money that's you for life you don't need to train courses anymore Exactly. So this is the one, not criticism I have of the movie, but the one thing I knew about the movie going in was that Logan Paul, the influencer who I'm not a fan of, he didn't like it. The social media influencer, Logan Paul. Oh my God, huh? (laughs) Ironic. He didn't like it. And I saw somebody tweet saying, basically, of course Logan Paul didn't like it when it's about people like him. So immediately, that was the one thing I saw going in and I was like, right, so this is going to be about millennials or gen z people or there's going to be a character in there somewhere and it's going to have some weird live stream tiktok thing or youtube compilation i don't really know but there's going to be something about social media on here and there isn't however it is about it is people there. filming something to <laughs> get famous yeah. that is what it's about but i think jordan peele has taken a much more traditional view yes and i love that i love that even at the end when the the person turns up right at the end to say like this place is off limits like what are you hiding and stuff it's a tmz reporter yeah and to me i'm like tmz that's with so cameras like, that's or like, everything and it's like 20 years ago he gets attacked by this alien thing and still the guy is bleeding like a, with a leg broken and asks, are you filming this yeah like you'd rather die or like get, get really like in, yeah injured but get the shot because that's gonna work a lot Right, but what I'm saying is the fact he chose a TMZ reporter yeah. is that's so mid-2000s. I know. I thought, I was like, that's weird. But I think it sort of helps legitimize it a little bit. Because everyone's like, ah, oh, TMZ, that's a, it's not a reputable uh, source, but it is a source. Whereas a YouTuber could be anyone. It could be someone that comes and goes. Just someone that has a phone. Whereas you immediately are like, ah, oh, TMZ, right, I get it, or whatever. So I think it sort of, it it helps solidify his point by not making it up to date or current yeah but also it's i don't know i think location wise it's it's a ranch like yeah, really I just, out and i'm just like okay it makes more it, because first it's like oh we just put cameras around yeah. and that's it and then it's like okay like clearly this thing is affecting our signals and stuff they even go really far to ask a filmmaker that make his own camera and yeah, has no electricity and, and you can see the films that 
he produced. They were weird. And they're like weird and they're like black and white, kind of like, um, you know, those. 50s, ding, 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 like they move, like jumping, attacking each other. Yeah, but kind of jumpy, kind of like jumpy things, stuff like that. Yeah, it has animals like eating each other or whatever, like the circle of life. Uh, Also, during we see all the spaceship, whatever uh, happening, horses, ranch, but also we we forgot to mention that because. I mean, they, they, these kids don't want to keep the business going, like, like going on and everything. Start selling horses to this, like, it's an amusement park. Yeah. It was kind Jupe, of, yeah. kind of like, Stephen, a, yeah. yeah, like a cowboy day or whatever. And the guy tells, oh, I can, t- oh, the sister recognizes the guy. Oh, you're the kid from that sitcom, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, like with the chimpanzee, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he starts telling the story about the show, blah, blah, and what how, happened. What happened. Like day. everybody know, the, they say the, st- the cameras were still filming and it was banned or whatever. And he starts showing this back room. Right. And people in the key mentions, there's people from Germany or from I don't know where that pays me this amount of money to see these things. Yeah, and so I he's was, making money yeah, off of mon- this, the most traumatic thing, violent that thing that ever happened. Him. Yeah, life. exactly. And how do you wrap that up in a way that people want to buy, basically, which gets back to the whole trauma as spectacle angle. Like it's all, it's like throwing back to that. Yeah, and I, I, I was like, oh, when the, he mentions like, oh, they wanted to pay me like, um, I don't know, like three thousand dollars to stay the night here, and I was <laughs> like, oh, but and then I thought, oh, I, I felt guilty there because I was like, I will pay to stay in a haunted something, but it, you know, just to feel like, oh, here is where this happened, mm-hmm. or all those serial killers documentaries, yeah, weird, like kind yeah. of, but people love people that, do it. yeah, and, and I was like. Oh, okay. I kind of think sometimes like that, like, oh, I would like to see this, or I would go to the place when this happened. And then I was like, oh, I'm like that German people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how do we get to the end of this movie? The end is basically well, one big massive action sequence where they try to capture footage of the creature, which they have deemed or termed Jean Jacket. They've given it a name. And it is alive, and you cannot look at it. That's when it will eat you, basically. And they and discovered that it he... eat people, and it looks fucking horrific. And then it rains blood all over the house, and yeah, it looks it's... horrific. Yeah, basically, it's a living thing. It's not a spaceship, mm-hmm. and I love that. Like because I always thought, oh, it's a spaceship, and inside there's little mans that little, come down. Men, yeah. yeah, and no, what about if it's alive? It's a thing that eats and just like stays there. Flies around, kind of like um, it's Carpenter's like a ray. Christine. That's what it is. It's the car from Christine and Carpenter's John Carpenter's film, oh, Stephen King story. But anyway, the car so that's alive. so yeah, this thing is alive. Is and it's a predator, basically. Mm-hmm. Jean jacket. Yeah, and I I I love that idea, and just it's a predator that's trying to eat. It's it scares not, it's got, me. It's got its own sort of. And it's so fast, and it's so big, and at the end it gets super mad. that starts expanding because kind of like a jellyfish. Yeah, exactly, kind of like a jellyfish. That's true. Um, it and all this part that we're telling you that we see it, it gets mad, blah blah. blah. 
it's a whole adventure because they plan, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to put decals here, we're going to put cameras here, I'm going to be the bait, I'm going to, oh, that's a whole adventure, a whole plan that, that they's doing yeah, like a yeah, yeah. three two ready you go now you go oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so much fun to watch but at the same time you are so tense because like oh no that's where the tmc character comes and just like fucking go away you're ruining the whole plan but his mirror his helmet is literally a mirror yes because like, probably they like, make uh, like a research thing kind of yeah no, i think it's to do with the fact that like when she's looking at him she's seeing herself like mm. It's like you are the same. You're both just trying to capture an image of this oh, thing. Oh well, I don't know, but you it's are... it's so it's so good. That whole scene yeah. is so tense, and you're like, oh, "What's gonna happen?" Oh, it's fantastic. I I think all that part is just like oh, you're at the edge of your seat. It's it's so much fun to watch. It is very fun to watch. So they end up defeating it. Let's let's sort of wrap this up. Yes, they end up defeating it as they want to do in one of these big horror movies certain people die certain people do not the, the for example the director gone angel looks like he's gone but he doesn't no he comes back over exactly that's what i mean yeah. like he, he survives um and most of our main band of characters mm-hmm. do survive oh i love that last image of daniel kaluuya and the horse and the song and you can see a little bit of dust and mm-hmm. like goes down and just see him in the horse he has this orange like jacket and or whatever orange hoodie from hoodie. the crew that he worked on for scale not a uh, scorpion king oh well it's so good like yeah oh yes i i i would love to watch it again a hundred percent um but yeah i totally recommend you to go and see it and go with the set mind of I'm gonna enjoy this adventure more I than like most people who've listened than, to this oh, have this already is, seen it because yeah. we've just spoiled it I know that's true but, but, I would but go again I would recommend that they take a friend or try and get someone because if they're not interested in horror it's as I say it's quite easy to laugh at this if you want to but get on board with it it's good fun it's huge it's horror in a way that's not going to traumatise you but is going to, I think, get you interested in bigger budget action horror filmmaking that can lead you down very interesting paths. And for that reason, I am going to say here and now, I think this is Jordan Peele's best film. (gasps) Oh, wow. Or at least it's my favourite. I think probably Get Out is still his, quote, best (sighs) film. But this is the one I had so much fun watching. Oh, and I've had so much... so much fun listening to other people talk about it and reading reviews of it. Like, I just want to know more. There's so much in this film that people go to blockbusters to say, let's turn your brain off. Peel's doing the opposite. He's doing what Nolan is doing for sci-fi uh, cinema. It's like, no, you can come and watch a big budget $100 million movie, but also let's play with time in a way that makes you think, hold on a second, I need to catch up. What the fuck is going on? Peel's doing similar things with horror, I think. And I love it. Yeah. It is a brand of cinema I think horror needs. I can make up my mind. Like, I, I just feel like I can compare with, with Get Out. That's what I mean. They are very different. It would so... be so easy for him to peg a certain branch, a certain hole, and say, like, I'm going to stay, I'm going to be this guy. And yeah, he's not no, doing it. He's doing some and different which is, stuff. Which is why I, I fucking love this movie. Again, I can't, I can't, I can't like, if you Get ask Out me. Get Out is my least favourite of his three. Oh, no, for it's me, it's his us. Best, but it's his least favourite. But I can't put. 
I don't know who to put first if Get Out or Nope. Because, oh, I love Nope. I love Get Out. It's, they are so different. Oh, I just, yeah, I, I can't, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> well, Both are a- number one and then number three, the other one. Number three? <laughs> well, number two. Um, so that's all we've got to say. We are now about to go and start work because we've got actual jobs to do. Thank you for listening. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima.